How's it going, everybody? Adrian here for the Gaming Observer Radio. It is Saturday, December the 12th, and as always, I'm joined by my esteemed co-host, Kato Sepp. Hello, Kato. Hey, how's it going? Oh, just swell. We are uh, two days off from the Game Awards 2020, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, you know, usually with these events, these big events where they have lots of announcements going on, we like to run down the show. Just in case you didn't get to catch it, then uh, you don't actually have to watch the full three-hour show. You can just hear a 60-minute audio where we talk about the best parts. Um, so that's what we're going to do here today. Of course, the, the Game Awards was, uh, you know, hypothetically would be half awards and half announcements. But for the most part, it was uh, a lot of announcements and advertisements. And as always, they blew through a lot of these awards, right? Yeah, as always. I mean, that's been every year. They've focused way more on the uh, trailers and whatnot than the awards, but it's still cool. Uh, what did you think of the event uh, as a whole? It felt a little long. felt a little drawn out. Uh, like, I understand that they probably needed a significant amount of advertising dollars for this year in particular. Uh, and I know doing the technology must have been absolutely atrocious. Yeah. Uh, and they probably were super excited because they didn't really have a venue time that they had to, you know, be up by. They were they weren't like, okay, we have to be out of here in two hours. So, um, but it it did feel a little drawn out. Three hours was pretty long, plus the pre-show, which I think was another half hour. Yeah, I so. agree. I, I feel like there's like a lot of different. I don't know what kind of money they get from advertising. Like some of these were very clear advertisements, and then some of them, I'm like, they really didn't need to show that. So was that something they wanted to show, or that they show because they were getting paid for it? I, I wasn't entirely sure, but um, yeah, it, it, they definitely could have cut a lot of this down, and and three hours felt dragged out for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think most of it is probably uh, you know money's changing hands, even the the trailers and whatnot, but. Especially the DLC, the like Fortnite seasons right. and Rocket League, all that. And then any that are actually just explicitly video advertisements. Um, I don't know. Money's weird with things like that. Well, uh, <laughs> we'll jump into the show here, folks. We're going to run down everything that did happen. So if you missed the show, you're not mm -hmm. going to feel left out here. Um, but of course, we're going to skip through anything that isn't particularly interesting or, you know, not worth discussing. A lot of it's very simple. Um, including some of the awards because they they blew through the awards as mentioned so we you know are probably going to do the same thing um first things first we're, we're going to start with the pre-show uh, it was about half an hour long it, it was actually pretty decent i think usually when you think of pre-shows they're they're kind of throw away you don't have to see them and in this case they had some pretty cool things um they they started off right away with best score slash music with the winner going to final fantasy 7 remake i don't think that's a surprise no <laughs> not at all uh, and there you go. In the time that I said to do that, they pretty much told us that Final Fantasy VII Remake won. So uh, immediately following that, we had uh, Devolver Digital doing their skit. And I I'm just going to say this here. I am blown away how they managed to get themselves into every single like award show or whatever every single event that happens like somehow they're always snuck in there and in this case they decided hey we're announcing the game of the year right now and you're like what what's going on why is devolver digital doing this and then you realize all of the nominations were devolver digital games and they that the the game that won is a game that has not even come out yet it was an advertisement for a game called loop hero coming out in 2021 yeah, well, all of them. All of them were games oh, okay. that were coming out in 2021. Yeah, they did the Game Awards for 2021. I see. Because they just already know what the best is going to be. Um, and yeah. then we saw this this really cool trailer for a game called... Okay, you looked up the pronunciation. Tachia? Uh, so it's hard to tell because the woman says it in a sentence uh, in the trailer, and it's all in another language, and I do not even know what language that was. 
but yeah, it's I think it's Chia. A T C H I A. Um, it says yeah. it's a game inspired by New Caledonia. Uh, y- y- the the trailer was pretty cool. It showed this island that they were going around. It looks like an open world adventure game. Uh, think Pixar graphics, like a 3D cartoon. And then uh, the girl was inhabiting things on the island, like Mario Odyssey style. So all of a sudden she turned into like a coconut and a crab and stuff like that. It was pretty, I don't know. I thought it looked really cool. Yeah, I was really impressed. I mean, at first I was just kind of like, okay, it's Breath of the Wild. But then, yeah, it does seem to have some uh, some Mario Odyssey elements. And then it just seemed to have a focus on water. Like there was diving and swimming and stuff that was uh, a little more intricate than anything I saw in Breath of the Wild. Uh, and it seemed to have some kind of music element. There's a moment where she's playing a, an instrument and it kind of actually looked like Wander Song that I've been talking about for last last few podcasts um but just there's a ring of musical notes and you could select on the the ring like what note you were playing um so yeah i mean it seems like it's unique enough to definitely have its own identity uh, i'm i was impressed yeah, and i mean cool. i'm always excited anytime a new region starts to make video games or make a big splash i have no idea if new caledonia has had games before but um it's really cool that a dev from you know a relatively unheard of region in gaming is uh making a new pretty big game from the looks of it yeah well said um next award was best action slash adventure game this went to the last of us part two Uh, i didn't mention this at the top but the last of us part two got seven uh awards uh one at this event and the next Mm -hmm. uh best was two awards i think from Hades and a a few other games so uh yeah the last of us part two swept a lot of these awards you're gonna see um immediately following that we get the sea of solitude director's cut so sea of solitude it's this very striking game uh uses a lot of shadows a lot of water uh post-apocalypse and uh it came out a while ago now the director came on screen and she said hey i'm i'm revitalizing the series i looked up later it says that a rewritten script they're actually changing some of the dialogue in the game they've got a new cast they're changing some of the cutscenes um yeah i mean but i mean the game looks great like i i haven't played it but it like in the trailers that i've seen everywhere it looks amazing i remember wanting to play it when they first announced it um back a couple years ago i think at the game awards but it might have been a different event um yeah i wanted to play it and i I, it just kind of fell through the cracks for me but yeah hopefully i'll be able to pick up the director's cut and give that a try yeah, it says uh, in my notes here that the director's cut is going only to the Nintendo Switch. I don't know if that's a timed exclusive or a full exclusive, but just keep an eye on that. Um, we have from Focus Home Interactive a 2D side scroll, well, not 2D, but a maybe 2.5D side scrolling platformer, Shady Part of Me. It uses a lot of shadows, very unique art style. You know, it's a it's a, a side scrolling platformer with a unique art style. That's a that's a thing that we always see at these events. Um, it's actually out now. It, it came out that day that they showed it off. Um, so, you know, if you're, if you're interested in that kind of thing, it, it seems pretty cool. Yeah. Inside limbo, uh, little nightmares. It seemed like that. Uh, we blasted through a few more awards here. So best family game goes to animal crossing, new horizons, uh, absolute shame that this is, I think one of two awards that it won, um, considering yeah. its place in, in the year 2020, um, best community support goes to fall guys. Best debut game goes to phasmophobia. I, I think that one makes sense for a, for a debut game compared to the nominations. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good that a debut game was actually won by a company that's making their first game last year. I remember it went to a company that made three games already. <laughs> uh, we had uh, Mist, the, the classic Mist game heading to virtual reality. 
I think this is the perfect genre of game for VR. I'm surprised. It ha I mean, maybe it has been done, but I haven't heard of it being done yet. No, I don't think so. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and Cyan's making it. Uh, yeah, so that actually did come out on the 10th, so oh, on perfect. the Game Awards. Um, yeah, it's on Oculus. They did say it will be coming to uh, 2D and other VR platforms uh, sometime next year. Uh, I think they've said early, but I might be wrong about that. Um, but yeah, it's a full ground-up remake from Cyan. Uh, I know one of the big features is it has randomization of puzzles. Uh, it doesn't look like it's as drastically changed as they initially kind of implied it would be. Uh, it looks like a lot of the same ages, a lot of the same puzzles, but there is some randomization and VR support. And it looks gorgeous. It looks really, really good. Um, and reviews have been pretty positive. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. That I, I, Again, that's like, if I could have played The Witness in VR, that would have been insane. So like I, uh, this kind of genre, I think, is perfect for that. Yeah, one thing I did think actually was kind of odd about it. Uh, apparently, it's only on Oculus Quest or mm. like maybe Quest 1 and 2. I'm not sure. But uh, apparently it's not on the Rift, which seemed odd to me. Mm. Um, anyway, it's worth noting if you have a Rift and you're looking for it in the store, I, I don't think it's out for that. I think it's just Quest. Okay. Uh, we had a music break, which normally would be front, in front of a live audience. We didn't have that this time. It was just a, a cinematic uh, experience in a studio uh, playing the Persona 5 Strikers uh, song. I think it was a remix. Um, and they had a few musical performances, actually, through the show. If if you're not going to yeah. watch the Game Awards, no problem. You probably don't have to go out of your way for it. But these these musical performances were actually quite cool. Uh, so if you're a fan of Persona 5, this apparently was a good remix. Yeah, and Persona is known for its music. So, um, yeah, it was good. I liked it. <laughs> they showed off some gameplay, the first gameplay, I think, for the Near Replicant remake. And this game usually has a bunch of numbers following, and I'm not going to say them. Uh, but I, I, So I've only played Nier Automata, but this looked pretty similar to me. I don't know about Replicant. Yeah, it kind of looks like they're adding the, the Nier Automata combat system into the Nier storyline. Um, so just that that name, it's might might be kind of weird for some people, but there were actually two versions of the original Nier and replicant was one of them uh so that's what they're remaking i don't know all the details i didn't play both of them i know one of them only came out in uh japan we we never even got the second version um and i i don't recall if this is the one that we didn't get anyway near is weird if you liked near automata give it a give it a look and uh maybe look up on wikipedia the distinctions because it is a weird series yeah um, then we had another music break, actually, for a 3D modeled, like, animation, kind of like, if, if you think of, like, the gorillas, um, except it was from a band called OFK performing a song called Follow Unfollow. Do you know about this? No, I couldn't figure out what it was. I yeah. tried looking it up, and I have no idea what it was or what it's supposed to be advertising. I, I, think, I think they mentioned that it was, like, a debut band or something, because she said, oh, we have all these debut world premieres, so here's a world premiere of this band, so it might be a new thing. Yeah, but then it said at the end it had a little OFK and and said interactive series coming oh. spring 2021. I I don't know. I looked up the <laughs> website. I actually went to their website when I was watching it trying to figure out what the heck it was and it just says like team and shows a link to that video. Oh. Okay. Well, I, 
it was it a cool was performance. So like <laughs> I said, if you cool. like if you like music, feel free to check that out. It was a nice animated thing. Um, but anyway, uh, immediately following that, they just blasted through all of the esports awards. So here they mm-hmm. are. Uh, best esports game went to League of Legends. Best esports coach went to Zonic. Best esports event went to League of Legends World Championship 2020. Uh, best esports host went to Shocks. Best esports team went to G2. And then best esports athlete presented by Stephen Smith. Uh, was Showmaker. Um, so there you go. There's If you know esports, then you know those names. I don't know any of them. <laughs> I thought it was funny watching Stephen Smith with like this really energetic presentation, and then they cut to Showmaker, who was just completely bland like during his acceptance speech. It was a really weird contrast. And then uh, the last thing they showed before the main show was a game called Century Age of Ashes. So mm-hmm. uh, this was really striking. It was... It was you know, think how to train your dragon, dragon, except super realistic. So it was a bunch of dragons flying around everywhere. Uh, and I looked it up. At, it's like super realistic graphics. It looked really good. Um, and then I found out later it's also going to be a, f- a free-to-play multiplayer dragon riding game. So I imagine there's going to be some kind of uh, combat and stuff like that. It, I mean, it looked cool. I don't know if I'm excited by free-to-play multiplayer, but... It looked exactly like Panzer Dragon. Uh, to me, the the way the combat looked, um, if you're not familiar with that series, it's a relatively old, very, very expensive series. Uh, actually, Panzer Dragon Saga is like one of the most expensive games out there if you're into game collecting. But um, yeah, they recently had a remake of the first one actually on Switch. So if you want to try it out, give it a try. It's a little it plays a little bit like Star Fox, but um, yeah, on dragons. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, take a look, and yeah, it, competitive Panzer Dragoon sounds kind of weird to me, um, but free-to-play doesn't make me any more hopeful, but I guess we'll know in February it said it was coming out on PC. Okay, perfect, yeah. Uh, and then Jeff Keighley came out to open the show, uh, say hello to everybody. He introduces the nominees who are all on a virtual screen, which I thought was... Pre- I think they did a pretty good job with that. They had all the nominees. Instead of being in a crowd, they were on Zoom. It was good. Um, yeah, it was neat. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say really quick, wasn't it kind of weird the pre-show versus full show like did it feel any different to you it kind of just said felt like okay now this is the real show and it was exactly the same after that yeah it's a really good point um you know i think the only difference is they had the the host was different yeah but um, like usually a pre-show exists which is like a for like a paid event right like you have a a free half an hour to an hour pre-show which is meant to like drum up excitement and get people to pay for the pay-per-view or pay for the whatever Mm -hmm. um but in this case it's just they started half an hour early and like, yeah yeah and just kind of didn't have the live acceptance speeches which i really want to know if they had pre-recorded acceptance speeches for every single person that they did awards for in that pre-show because that'd be really awkward <laughs> that's true yeah but, there were there were some aspects there were some parts of the show where it definitely obviously was pre-recorded and then other times mm-hmm. where it seemed like they were live yeah the later ones yeah after yeah. the show and i guess that is another distinction between them like in the show when they did the acceptance speeches they were very clearly live yeah um but the ones before that felt pre-recorded yeah to i me. think they might have been yeah, yeah. um All anyway right. so I the, hope there's a bank of those <laughs> um the the first thing that they started off here was the reveal of the super smash bros ultimate character 
Um, it was yeah. it, they did a really good job of building it up. There's something crazy going on. There's a dude in a ball of light. Who's it gonna be? The ball of light explodes. It's Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII. Uh, it was a really yeah, dope yeah. entrance. They they did great with that cinematic. Again, like if you're gonna watch anything from this show, this is one of the things that's worth going out for. If nothing else. And you've probably seen the memes on social media at this point. Mario just being speared in the stomach by Sephiroth is an image that I can never get out of my brain for the rest of my life. Watching watching those two clash is really something. That was wonderful. Yeah, just having the moment where they start playing One-Winged Angel and you're just like, oh my god, Sephiroth! <laughs> I, I didn't think I cared. I thought I was past the point of caring who they announced for Smash Bros. Ultimate. I'm like, oh, whatever. I mean, I'm probably not going to buy him anyway. Um, but then as, yeah, as soon as one winged angel started playing and then they have that, that scene of Sephiroth stabbing Mario, it was just, it was such a good reveal. Yeah. It's like three minutes and completely worth watching every second of it. Uh, so Sephiroth is heading to the game on, uh, December, 2020. Uh, feel mm. free to check that out. It's, it's, it's su still super smash bros. I I'm someone who's never played the game, but every time they have something like this, like with the Minecraft one and the banjo kazooie, like people are getting so excited for these things and I love watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's people's reactions are great, but that one, this one felt particularly deserved, honestly. Yeah. Um, we had Brie Larson, the famous actress coming in to introduce best performance, uh, for the game. So we had, uh, the winner was Laura Bailey for the last of us. Uh, they Yay. also had uh, another person from The Last of Us. They was the the two prime uh, protagonists. Johnson. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Hades, the uh, Zeus from Hades, Ghost of Tsushima, and Spider-Man Miles Morales. They were performers from those games. Um, you know, it was. Uh, I haven't played The Last of Us, so I don't know how well they did. But certainly, I, I think uh, I was disappointed not to see the Hades Zeus character win. I forget his name, but uh, yeah, he, Logan Cunningham. Yeah, like very strong voice. It's so distinct. Yeah. He he was. I, I'm happy. I'm happy. Laura Bailey won. I'm. I like all of them. Uh, every single person on that list did really, really well. But I, I'm just always so impressed with Laura Bailey's voice acting. I admit I am a fan of Critical Role, so I'm very biased. But um, like, there's so many things. I'm like, wait, that was her. I can't <laughs> even hear it. Like, it's just, it's amazing to me her vocal talent. So. Well, she uh, she ends up winning the award in what was I I think this was clearly a, a live uh, recording because yeah um she she uh, is doing her speech she's pretty emotional like she very much it didn't seem like she was expecting it um and then her phone just keeps dinging you hear ding and she tries to ignore it and keep going presumably people were like you know messaging her congratulations or something um yeah anyway she it was it was a good probably the best uh, speech uh, award speech out of them all. It was um, entertaining, yeah. Uh, and then this is they had like back to back major announcements here. Um, the other big thing is from the initiative. So if you're listening and you don't know, there's an internal studio at Xbox called the initiative. They formed it a couple of years ago. Um, and it has like elite level talents at this company. I, I don't have any names off the top of my head, but there was, you know, when they formed the studio, there's these announcements of like, oh, this person is going there. This person is going there. It's pretty crazy. Um, and they were also like drumming up a lot of excitement around the studio. They're calling it a quadruple a experience that they were working on, like really going over the top with what they we're making and now we finally know what it is it's uh it's perfect dark now uh, i don't know anything about perfect dark so you're gonna have to fill me in on that one yeah this was a really weird reveal for me uh like i'm watching this trailer and it yeah so like you said they have a lot of the developers talking about it and saying like how they're 
they're building this brand new thing and they're so excited about it and and they keep talking about how it's all about like climate change yeah. and stuff and there's like a the world is ravaged but people have made uh made do like corporations are selling people you know yeah. clean water and air and whatnot and literally, I wrote down in my notes, I, I want to say I wrote my notes out, like, as I was watching it, just whatever happened to pop into my head. And I literally wrote down, this is basically an adult version of the Lorax movie. <laughs> and it's the same plot. It's the exact same plot. The okay. corporations are selling clean water and clean <laughs> air to people. And people are kind of okay with that. But somebody might not be okay with that. And yeah, then they cut to friggin' Joanna Dark, and it's like perfect dark, which th none of this felt like perfect dark at all in any way. Um, so that was weird. <laughs> I, I don't know how to feel. I'm really, I love perfect dark. I Some of my favorite childhood memories are playing four-player perfect dark as a kid, and um, I just... What is I don't the... know. I wasn't really excited for it. I just didn't know what to even think. It just didn't feel like Perfect Dark in any way. What, what's the sixty-second like history of the the development of that game? Because I know a lot of people are really excited about it. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, Rare didn't have the license for 007 anymore, so they wanted to make another uh, first-person shooter. So they made Perfect Dark. Uh, basically, if you wanted another Goldeneye on the N sixty-four, uh, you weren't going to get another one, so you got Perfect Dark. Uh, it was a big deal because it had bots on consoles uh, in multiplayer. Uh, I mean, amongst other things, it had co-op co campaign. Uh, it was a really, really big deal when it came out. Uh, it's probably not that impressive by today's standards, sure. and they did make a sequel on the 360 that did not do well at all. It was actually a prequel, uh, and it's just kind of been dormant ever since. Okay, there you go. That's that's a good explanation. Thank you. Now now it makes sense, and now it makes sense why they're hyping it up, right? If, if it was this big deal on the original release, then uh, hopefully this will turn out better than its sequel then. Yeah, if you do want to give it a try these days, find out what the series is about. Uh, Rare Replay has both entries. Um, so on the Xbox One and I think PC, but maybe not. Uh, but you can play all of Rare's games, and it has Perfect Dark and Perfect Dark Zero. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, cool. So th those were like the two, I would say, probably biggest announcements at this show. They they hit it right off the bat. Um, they followed it up with Turtle Rock Studios uh, with their game Back for Blood. So we've seen Back for yeah. Blood before. Uh, they announced, I think this is the first time we know that it's coming in June of 2021. Um, this is the original team of Left for Dead, and they're making a spiritual successor for Left for Dead. So if, you if you're looking for a Left for Dead 3, which you know is not coming, then this is where you can look. They've even got the 4 in the title. It's the original studio. Uh, it's a love letter. And, and the trailer was quite uh, fantastical. They had these zombies with like six arms and uh, like a 10-foot giant-sized zombie. It was pretty cool. I... Okay, this may be dumb, but I was legitimately concerned watching this. Um, I, I don't know if it's already been dealt with, and apparently it's already been announced. I actually didn't know it's already been announced. It was the first time I'd saw it. I think I you and I it. have talked about it at a previous event. Really? Recap, yeah. <laughs> then I guess I have seen it before, and it just <laughs> did not stick out. Um, it, it felt identical to La Left for Dead, and <laughs> I, I was legitimately like, is Valve going to sue over this? <laughs> like, because it is identical identical in every way i i was literally writing because i apparently just didn't remember it um i was like i would think this is left for dead 3 if it weren't already announced it was turtle rock studios which i didn't have any context for i didn't know who they were um i, I don't know maybe that's dumb and maybe they've already figured it out but valve has been litigious before and <laughs> i just 
thought that was like a little too close for comfort. Bad for the company, but maybe a good thing for the uh, for the people who want more Left 4 Dead. I mean, yeah, it's not like <laughs> Valve is making it. So yeah, no, yeah. they should be able to make it. I'm just saying it felt a little like, oh, I really hope they don't get sued for this. Uh, we had a, a I guess it's an announcement from, from Midwinter Studios. It's a, a game called Scavengers. They say it's like a top-down shooter, I believe. Um, it, the closed beta is now open. So if you're if you're keeping your eye on Scavengers, you can try and enter the closed beta. Yeah, which um, apparently people have been asking about for a lot. I don't, I don't even remember. Apparently they announced this at a previous Game Awards, but I don't even remember it. So, But apparently there are people who are excited for it. There you go. <laughs> um, from Focus Home and Sumo Interactive, they announced a game called Hood Outlaws and Legends. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a this was an interesting one. It, if you haven't seen the trailer, it, you got to think like Assassin's Creed. It's got this historical mm-hmm. vibe. There's people sneaking up doing assassinations. Um, and they, they said it, there's multiplayer heists, you're infiltrating and assassinating. Um, it looks pretty intense, but I thought it was cool. It's coming May 10th. Yeah. Yeah. Multiplayer, like medieval hitman. Yeah. That's what I've, you're looking for. And I found out as well, it's uh PVPVE. So it's, it's two teams of four players trying to find treasure and then they're going to be fighting each other as oh. well as other enemies on the map. So kind of like a like a payday, maybe. I think maybe so. You help each other out, but then try and stab each other in the back to get the most loot. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it looks cool. Uh, I'm really sick of the uh, pre-order the game and you get it early yeah. uh, thing, which they're doing, which I thought that had died off. But this you get it three days early if you pre-order it. Uh, May 10th is the full launch. Uh, Forza Horizon 4 is doing a cyberpunk partnership. Uh, you know, cyberpunk's going to be everywhere. Forza Horizon likes to do brand uh, partnerships, so there it's happening. That's coming this month. Um, best ongoing game went to No Man's Sky, uh, probably well-deserved. And Sean Murray uh, apparently was not expecting it whatsoever. He he, he got the award, and then okay. he went, oh, okay, <laughs> and, yeah. and then did his speech. <laughs> He should have been expecting it. I mean, all the rest of the games made sense, but none of them have done the kind of effort that No Man's Sky has done, so... I don't know. Uh, We had the announcement of a new game called The Callisto Protocol. This is from a studio called Striking Distance. Um, Very spooky and lots of Dead Space vibes, and I think they directly referenced Dead Space um, because it's from Glenn Schofield, who is uh, one of the most key figures of of Dead Space. Um, It's his new studio, and uh, if you like spooky, you know, sci-fi, dystopian stuff like Dead Space, then this looked really cool. The Callisto Protocol. Yeah, I literally wrote down Dead Space before I knew it had anything to do with that the team yeah uh the guy's got like his health in the back just like in dead space oh okay uh yeah it looked good it seemed like it's a prison ship yeah it was it was this weird thing we were in the discord kind of laughing about it it was there was a a a prison you know there were prisoners in the thing and then like an alien just like popped up and killed the guy who was in his cell and it's like geez you're in prison and then an alien just comes and murders you like what are you even doing in prison for like (laughs) (laughs) poor dude had no chance yeah (laughs) Um, we had, uh, Warhammer 40k Darktide. It was, a cinematic of zombies. I don't think anything special there. It's um, Vermintide, but for 40k, so. Yeah. Uh, we had another burst of awards here. So we had Best Art Direction, which went, went to Ghost of Tsushima. Probably makes sense. Um, Best Action Game to Hades. Best VR yeah. Game to Half-Life Alex. No contest there. Uh, Best Sports Game to Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. I was actually pretty happy about that one. Sports and Racing yeah. Game. Yeah. Uh, and then most anticipated games. So they had this category for games that have been announced and people are most excited for. That went to Elden Ring. 
which Jeff Keighley actually made a joke about mentioning Elden Ring on stage and uh, then had, yeah, no additional news or anything yeah. to say about it. Yeah, because, you know, everybody's clamoring weird. for more information and they're tweeting Jeff. I'm sure he's tired of, of hearing about it and they want to see it on the show. And then he just said the yeah. words and he's like, ah, I've said it. <laughs> it's like, OK, that's all you're getting. Well, and I'm sure it, it felt very much like they probably approached from software and were like, can you guys please give us a trailer <laughs> or something to say about this game? And they didn't because um, um, it felt like they really wanted to show something. Um, the next game is Open Roads. This is a new announcement. Um, this is actually really cool. So it's from the developers of uh, Tacoma and Gone Home. Uh, it's like a, it's a walking simulator type game. And it stars uh, two pretty famous people, uh, Carrie Russell, who has, you know, had a role in Star Wars, and Caitlin Deaver, who's from Booksmart, the famous comedy movie that came out a, a year ago, and uh, she had a role in Uncharted as well. I I'm excited for this just because of who the developers are. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I do think, I might be misremembering this, but I do think a few of the people who were working on Tacoma and Gone Home have left the company oh. um, since then. I don't think there's any drama about it. I think they just left. Um, I, but maybe I'm thinking of somebody else and I, I actually, I've been looking at it, looking for that information. I can't find it. So anyway, but yeah, it looked really good. The acting looked really great. I'm glad when they kind of break their mold. Yeah. I mean, they don't really have a mold. They've been doing different things all the time, but yeah, it looks uh, like the, uh, the story is a road trip of a mother and daughter. So it's going to be quite probably narrative and dialogue driven. I'm, I'm excited yeah. to see what they do with it. Yeah. It seemed kind of, a um, what remains of Edith Finch in tone, just in the way it's dealing with family issues, right. uh, just the mother daughter road trip. And they're trying to find out something about grandma. I, I don't remember some mystery about grandma. Um, we had Anna Donlin from Valorant celebrating streamers. This looked like an advertisement for Valorant, but they just incorporated the people who were streaming the game. Um, we had an advertisement for Doom Eternal because the DLC part one is now available. Uh, so if you want to, to play the ancient gods, then there you go. It's ready. Um, they started uh, a Pokemon Go event of some kind, and they had something called the Wooper Watch. The Wooper Watch, <laughs> yeah. So at various points throughout the show, we had these Wooper CGI Woopers going across the screen. Um, there you go. It's a Pokemon Go thing. That's part of the entire show. Yeah, you have a bunch it? of Woopers walking around. There you go. Um, next thing here is the Disco Elysium Final Cut. This is very exciting. Uh, so, you know, Disco Elysium, it's a huge game. They've got tons and tons of dialogue. It's a classic RPG style. Um, and, you know, if you haven't played Disco Elysium, just a quick rundown. It's a, it's a classic computer RPG. Um, no combat, all dialogue, all skill trees. Um, it's all about uh, a murder mystery. You're trying to un uncover the plot. It's a it's a really good game. Uh, and now this final cut is going to be acting full or sorry, putting in full voice acting, which I think is just nuts because, you know, they did a pretty good job as is. But then even then, like there was plenty of lines where I, I couldn't even imagine having to record all that um, new quests. Uh, there's going to be a collector's edition if you're interested in, in that kind of thing. And then this is also going to be a free upgrade for uh, everybody who already owns the game, which is pretty cool. Now, there is some weirdness with the release date, and I think it's worth noting. Uh, so they've said it's coming out in March 2021, but that is actually only for PS5 and PS4 and PC. The other consoles will be getting the Final Cut update, but not till later in the year. Oh, okay. And that was kind of a weird thing. I had to find that online. Um, but yes, everybody will be getting it, but not at the same time. Okay, awesome. 
uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I'm happy to see this. I think the more that Disco Elysium and, and that studio does, the better at this point. Uh, I never finished the game, but I look forward to finishing it at one point. And, you know, Disco Elysium as well, it, it has a Game Awards history in, in 2019. I think it won more awards than anybody else, so... Yeah, it's a fantastic game. I love that it's getting voice acting. There's a lot of people I know that just can't do written dialogue, and this will this will be great for them. Uh, we had the teaser that I think a lot of people were probably looking for and then didn't get much out of, uh, BioWare's Dragon Age. Uh, we had a, a quick little face appearance, and, and that was pretty much it. Um, and yeah. notably, they did not call it Dragon Age 4. It just had Ugh. the title Dragon Age with no subtitle. So Ugh, no. <laughs> Yes. I hate this. I hate this trend of just like dropping the number and just adding nothing. Yep. Uh, I mean, at least Dragon Age Origins was called Dragon Age Origins, but still, it just seems needlessly confusing that the fourth entry in the franchise is just called Dragon Age. Sometimes sometimes they add the subtitle later and they just throw that in there because they don't have it yet. But yes, it, it would be I would it would it, I think it would be a shame if this was just called Dragon Age. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, seeing as how they have previously shown it as Dragon Age 4, I think that they're just dropping the number. I really do. Okay, we'll see. Um, so this is uh, Amplitude. Next up is Amplitude Studios with a game called Endless Dungeon. Uh, this was this was a really quick thing. They breezed past it, but was huge for at least you and I. Um, yeah! So this is, this is a spiritual successor to a game called Dungeon of the Endless. It's a, yeah. it's a roguelike tower defense game. It's so, so good. It's an amazing game. Um, and I'm, you know, I had no idea that this was, this is what it was through the trailer. Like they had something funky going on. There was like an octopus playing a piano. It had some good music. It was, it was pretty cool. And then at the end it said endless dungeon. I was like, wait a second. I know those words. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited for this. So they actually posted an update on steam and I will find the tweet and, uh, and retweet it. But I was actually thinking that that update sounded like elevator banter from dungeon of the endless and literally mm. tweeted are they announcing Dungeon of the Endless 2? And I'm so excited when I heard Amplitude Studios was making an announcement. I'm like, yes. And then they showed in the trailer, there are some of the characters from Dungeon of the Endless. And uh, yeah, just thrilled. And the Steam page, it, yeah, it was kind of weird. I, I kept checking like, okay, wait, Endless Dungeon. Is this not Dungeon of the Endless? Like, is it a different thing? Um, and it does look like... Maybe it's a little more action RPG-ish. Like, it seemed like you have more direct control over your characters than you did in Dungeon of the Endless, where it was more tactical. Yeah. Um, but the Steam page description sounds identical to Dungeon of the Endless, so... Yeah, and they're they're going now. It, it looks like a graphical upgrade as well. They're going with 3D models. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's, it'll be interesting to see, for sure. I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, it looks great. I Yeah, I'm thrilled. Um, the next game they showed here was called Crimson Desert. Uh, it's a high fantasy MMO. So if you've seen a high fantasy MMO trailer before, then you've seen this one. Uh, well, okay, maybe not. This was a bit of a unique one. So uh, the, first of all, it started really great. They were showing landscapes. It, it looked beautiful. Probably I thought it was real at a certain point. I thought it was like FMV. Um, and then like all of a sudden they started showing off combat. It was third person action fighter. This was rough. Um, the, the, the gameplay that they show had so much stuttering that at a certain point I was like, is this part of the game? Like, is this an intentional, <laughs> like, oh, they're doing like teleporting stuff. No, they Built just, lag. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just super laggy. I was amazed that this made it to a trailer. Yeah, it, it did look rough. I mean, the, the graphics were gorgeous. Um, and I do think there's some weirdness. You said it was an MMO and I 
do think that's what they're calling it, but it they do talk about how it has a single player story. Oh, okay. Which is weird. I, I don't I don't quite understand because they are the people who made Black Desert online, so I think that was it's reasonable right. to think that this is an MMO. But I don't know. They seem to not be really sure if it's a single player game or not. <laughs> Okay, well, that's uh, that's coming winter 2021. If you are a fan of Black Desert, then certainly this is a good one to keep your eye on. And hopefully uh, they fix it up and have it run well. So, yeah. We had uh, we had John David Washington presenting the Best Narrative Award, which was awarded to The Last of Us Part Two. Anything to say on that one? Of course it was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I haven't um, played The Last of Us Part Two, so I don't really want to judge, but it seemed to me like there were others that maybe should have gotten it more like 13 sentinels which was literally built entirely around its narrative and was very very well received for it but yeah a I'm lot not of people be bitter about for... that yeah uh and then came my favorite part of the show which was the swedish chef from the muppets yeah um he's doing this interactive thing with jeff Keeley. he's just rambling endlessly you can't really hear what he's saying you can make out a few words here and there uh eventually he thinks that he won a game award and jeff goes no no <laughs> you have not won the game award uh you are here to present it or whatever or something uh, something or other uh and then eventually they went had their back and forth and then they said hey the swedish chef is arriving in overcooked he's going to be a free dlc character um now playable on console so there you go yeah and I, I think it's worth pointing out that he had his little tinfoil game award. Like he made a game award statue yeah. out of tinfoil and it looked fantastic. Yeah, it looked really he good. He deserved that game it award. It broke at a certain point. He was like, ah, yeah, it was <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, uh, we had uh, Epic, the uh, Epic Game Store uh, advertisement here showing off Warframe uh, doing a collaboration with Unreal Tournament. That's pretty cool. Which I really th I thought that was a new Unreal Tournament they were announcing and was really <laughs> excited for a moment. Um, nope. <laughs> they had a Call of Duty Warzone advertisement saying season one uh, interacting with uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. That's going to be happening on December 16th. Uh, the they game played War Pigs throughout it, which is a song criticizing war. Ah. I don't think they got the irony of having that song in a yeah. Call of Duty trailer. Yeah, I didn't catch that. Um, well, they, I mean, that, that kind of stuff happens all the time, right? People just not paying attention. Yeah. Um, we had the Game Awards Orchestra. Again, if you want the musical performances, this is a good one. It was a medley of Mario songs. Uh, they did they did a whole bunch of them. It was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Scavenger Studios. So this is a, this is a game called Season. Uh, and it's another calming walking simulator, kind of like uh, that road trip game we were just talking about. Um, and it's coming, they said, only on the PlayStation 5. So I don't know if that means, again, if it's an exclusive or a timed exclusive, but... Uh, again, if you like walking simulators, take a look at Season. It, it, it had a nice art style, for sure. It did. It looked photography-based, maybe. The character was going around taking pictures of a bunch of things. Yeah. Uh, we had Gal Gadot coming in to do the Games for Impact Award. They gave it to Tell Me Why. Uh, of course, they, they the main character of Tell Me Why, or one of the main characters of Tell Me Why, is a, a trans person, so that's why they did that. Um, I, I really would have loved if they said why all of the games were nominated for games for impact. Like we're saying like, this is moving the game industry forward. And then they just name the games. And I'm like, why? Like, <laughs> what is it? What are they tell, doing? Tell you why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tell me why. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Here's, here's the one that was most wild to me of this whole show. Just <laughs> blew my socks off. Um, Vin Diesel just sh showed up on my screen. But he wasn't doing it for Fast and Furious. Uh, he was just, like, dressed as an indigenous person. Oof. Hopefully he has the cultural background to justify that. And if he doesn't, that's a big oof. Um, nonetheless, 
It's it's Vin Diesel uh, with an indigenous community and dinosaurs appear and uh, somebody in the Discord made the reference Past and Furious. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, and then my note here is, oh, it's Arc 2. So they, they're making a sequel to Arc uh, and they used Vin Diesel to announce it. They also announced an animated series uh, associated with the game, which I actually thought was pretty cool. A pretty, pretty star lineup that had Elliot Page in there. Um, yeah, there were ridiculous. I literally wrote down a bunch of these names like David Tennant, Gerard oh, yeah. Butler, Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, Vin Diesel, Russell Crowe. Like, <laughs> that's the animated series. Nuts. That's insane. Yeah. Ark is bringing in I mean, that money. I guess. I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm looking at that game, that trailer, which, like you said, was an experience. And I, I don't think there was a single element of that trailer that didn't look like it was ripped from another game. Oh. Like it, the the way they were dressed and looked looked like Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, and right the at the beginning, they, I thought it was going to be Horizon. Yeah, and they incorporated like future tech into this prehistoric thing. Uh, it also felt very much like Turok with the dinosaurs coming in. Uh, I actually wrote down. I thought they were announcing a new Turok game, um, and then the end. The they have like floating islands that looked exactly like Xenoblade Chronicles. Like I, I don't know. <laughs> there was nothing in that trailer that looked original in any way. Wow. So I, I don't know if I don't know if Ark. You know I don't want to crap on Ark Survival Involved. I've never played it. I don't know anything about it. So maybe this is all. Maybe it makes perfect sense in the context of that game, but it was weird. <laughs> it was. It was weird. Um, anyway, again, if you want to see something, like if you want to see Vin Diesel fighting dinosaurs, I mean, there's your opportunity. Uh, for but he very... doesn't. You don't see him fight dinosaurs. I, guess I really it. wanted to see him fight a dinosaur, but he didn't. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, if you want to see Vin Diesel run away from dinosaurs, then then yeah. <laughs> uh, there you have it, folks. It's Arc Two. Um, next up, we had uh, Fall Guys advertisement for season three. Uh, they're they're doing their next iteration of the game it's winter themed holiday you know skins and maps and all the fun stuff that you'll expect with fall guys um we had a cinematic for elite dangerous odyssey i'm sure you've if you've seen an elite dangerous trailer before you've seen this one uh you're traveling on foot for the first time that's the expansion that they're coming out with they did show some gameplay in it uh we got to see gameplay for the first time of it i must have missed that i mean it was really quick and it was just part of the cinematic it wasn't long but i mean it looked like a first person shooter okay um we had from people can fly we had outriders coming february 2nd 2020 this was just a cinematic trailer mm -hmm. um we had a game called fist f-i-s-t uh it's coming spring 2021 it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up where you're the, the main character is a rabbit uh i thought it actually i thought it was a pretty good trailer um i haven't heard of this though have you heard of it no okay uh -huh. so so this game is actually like a pretty indie game i was looking it up and it's like a pretty small game it's already exists it's on console so this is just it oh. coming to to steam i think or to pc for the first time good to know yeah, yeah. i'd never heard of it uh i thought it was funny i wrote down gritty bunny yeah <laughs> yeah that's a good weird note. gritty adult animation bunny um, Tom Holland appeared on our screen from Spider-Man fame, uh, talking about how he is starring in the next Uncharted movie. And I thought that he was about to present an award, but he said, no, no, let me pass it over to my friend, Nolan North. So Nolan North then to uh, showed up on the screen, uh, to present the best multiplayer game. Best multiplayer game went to Among Us. I was very happy to see that. Yeah. Um, Nolan North was one of the only presenters that showed up in person. Yeah, uh, which I thought was funny. I was like, did he just happen to be nearby or 
or what? Like, so they were trying to social distance the entire thing. That's why they had everybody over Zoom. So I thought it was funny that he just showed up in person. Yeah, yeah they must have. They, yeah, he must live nearby the studio or something. Yeah, who knows? I guess. Um, we had uh, Saber Interactive or Boss Team Games coming in uh, with an announcement of Evil Dead the Game 2021. Uh, if you've seen Evil Dead before or if you've seen zombies before, then you've seen this cinematic trailer. I tried to look mm -hmm. up some more information about the game and all of the articles pretty much said it's Evil Dead and it's coming in 2021. So there you go. It might have been more impactful if we didn't already have uh, Back for Blood coming out, which looked like it was doing the same thing. And, and so Warhammer 40k. True, yeah, and 40k. <laughs> so I guess if you want that, but Evil Dead. Yeah. It, it, four player co-op. So you could play as a medieval knight from... Uh, uh, I can't even think of the name anymore. Oh my gosh. Army of Darkness. That's it. <laughs> um... We got, uh, we've got Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection coming. This is a classic side-scrolling platformer game. When I saw it, so I didn't know the context of this game before. When I saw this, I was like, this just looks like a Flash game. Why are they showing this off? Turns out it's a, it's a revival of a, of a classic pixel game um, uh, based on the, on the arcade game. And then immediately following that announcement, they said there's uh, the Capcom Arcade Stadium coming, which is a, a Switch exclusive uh, and it's basically like the Nintendo Entertainment Online uh, system that they have on the Switch. It's like a collection of arcade games that you can play. Um, a bunch of classics, just like the SNES and NES games. So the first thing I thought of when they announced this was, uh, I don't know if you remember on the, I think it was 360, they had Game Room. It was a free uh, Xbox Live Arcade thing. It would have been early in the 360, okay. but you could buy arcade cabinets and put them like with uh, microtransactions right. and like arrange them around the room kind of animal crossing style and you could go up and like pay you know 25 cents or whatever to play the arcade games or you could buy them for permanent play oh interesting uh, i don't okay. know i i really liked that thing back <laughs> in the day uh so it reminded me of that i like the idea of a virtual arcade there you go yeah, so uh, that's that's a Capcom collection that's heading that way. And then the Ghost and Goblins Resurrection or Remake or whatever you want to call it, that's coming February 25th. I think it's a new game. I don't think it's a remake. Um, at least those levels did not look familiar to me. Oh, sure. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. It's a new Ghost and Goblins game. I think it is a new Ghost okay. and Goblins. Yeah. Uh, cool. It sounds like the originals are going to be in the arcade stadium. Okay. Um, we had best indie game. I was really upset that they just blew past this one. They, they, they put, the, put this in one of the burst categories and I, it's a best mm -hmm. indie game. I mean, come on, we should be talking about it. Um, so best indie game, uh, nominated was Carrion, Fall Guys, Spelunky 2, Spiritfarer, and then the, uh, winner Hades. I think Hades had to win this, but Spiritfarer yeah. and Spelunky 2 <clears throat> and Fall Guys actually probably all had good arguments for They're all, all good of them. Games. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, best audio design, Last of Us two, Part Two. Best role playing game, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Best simulator slash strategy, Microsoft Flight Sim. I was actually happy to see that because that's like <laughs> a technological marvel. Yeah. Um, they talked about Player's Voice Award, which was uh, it was a tournament style award which they did before the game awards, so they had already announced it prior to the show, um, and it was the the Player's Choice Award instead of it being decided by a panel, it was Game of the Year as a as a population vote. Um, and it was basically the same nominees as Game of the Year. And instead of the eventual winner of The Last of Us Part Two, it went to Ghost of Tsushima as the player's uh, voice. And then, Which uh, seemed surprising to me, Ghost of Tsushima. I, yeah. I wouldn't have seen that coming. Um, but I know popularity for that game is just, it's only increased. It's just yeah. been snowballing throughout the year. And that's, that's really cool. 
That was, yeah, I mean, I mean, we talked about it all the time. Ghost of Tsushima, before it came out, we were like, why are so many people hyped for this game? And then Ghost of Tsushima came yeah. out and it, it delivered on that hype. And I still have no idea where all of that is coming from. Somewhat. I mean, critical reviews weren't that high. I mean, they weren't bad, but they were like, yeah, sevens and eights. Yeah. So it's cool to see that it's just snowballed. Like, people really love it. Uh, and then best fighting game went to Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. <laughs> Uh, I think you mentioned, were there even five games that came out in 2020? I literally thought that when when they announced this award. I'm like, wait, what's even nominated? What came out? And yeah, it was mostly just re-releases of games that had already come out. You know, it was like Street Fighter V Championship Edition and Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. And um, yeah, I can't remember (laughs) some of the others. Me neither. Um, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator had a little announcement there saying that they're coming to the Xbox summer 2021. Uh, I'm happy to see that because I actually can't run that game on my PC. It is so intensive. Um, yeah. But, well, uh, I'll, I'll definitely check it out on Xbox. Um, we saw, once again, the game Returnal. So this is a roguelike third-person shooter where the fact that it's a roguelike is part of the narrative. She's like, ah, I'm stuck in a loop. It's like Groundhog Day. Um, and the, mm-hmm. the, the only new announcement here is that it's coming March 19th, 2021. Still looks great, though. Yeah. Uh, Super Meat Boy Forever, the sequel to Super Meat Boy, is coming on December 23rd. I'm very excited for that. I'm probably not going to play it, but I'm excited to see it. It's about time. They've been advertising that forever. Yeah. Uh, Genshin Impact got a cinematic. Uh, We got a game called Road 96. This is a procedural road trip where you're trying to uh, escape an evil country and drive to freedom. Uh, It it had a unique concept, but, uh, you know, it was pretty quick. I really want to play this. Oh, yeah? I don't know. This was actually one of the things that stuck out to me the most from the entire game. Oh, okay. Was I, I thought that sounded, it seemed like papers, please in theme. And I wanted to see what they do with that. There you go. Okay. Well, yeah, check that one out. Then road at 96 from Omen. Uh, we had uh, Joseph Ferris talking about it takes two. Uh, so this is, uh, this is uh, the same studio who did a way out. Uh, which was this, you know, prison escape game mm-hmm. where the whole idea is that it is a game made for two people and you can't actually play it with one person. And then when you buy the game, you get like a friend pass. So you buy the game and then you can give somebody else the game and that way you can play it together. Um, much lighter tone than A Way Out. This is very humorous, very uh, think like Sackboy and like Little Big Planet. It was a little more serious than that, but um, I don't know. I thought it was a nice change of pace for that studio at least. And it, it was just these two dolls going on an adventure. It looked great. Yeah. I, I didn't really like A Way Out, uh, but I really liked their first game, Brothers. And it oh. did seem a little bit like a hybrid of those two, uh, where it had the A Way Out kind of split screen. Uh, but the way you moved around and dealt with obstacles felt more like Brothers. Um, you mean so, Brothers, uh, A Tale of Two Sons? Yeah, isn't that his first game? It is his first game. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that that was him. I don't think it was the same studio, but it was him. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, because I think I think that was uh, he and his brother that worked on that, and then I think he did his own thing after that. Maybe that I'm wrong sense. about that, but um, but it felt like a hybrid. And yeah, I was I, actually I was kind of like turned off by anything he had to announce, but I actually really liked that trailer. So yeah, okay, cool. Um, we had Reggie fils the legend who has been at every single Game Awards coming in, presenting the innovation and accessibility. This went to The Last of Us Part Two. Um, this time, I mean, for sure, like if you've seen the accessibility options that they added to The Last of Us Part Two, extremely expansive. Um, many, pe- yeah. many, many people giving praise to it. Uh, pr- probably well-deserved. Oh, yeah. 
we had an advertisement for the Elder Scrolls Online. There's a new expansion coming called Gates of Oblivion in 2021. Cool. The worst part of any of the Elder Scrolls games going into Oblivion Gates, and they're making an entire expansion around it. There you go. I'm sure that's going to be splendid. <laughs> it, <laughs> it probably will be fine. <laughs> um, we had a cinematic for Destiny 2. We had the announcement of a new Star Wars VR game, and I know that those previous ones have been pretty well received. This is called Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. Looked pretty fun. Uh, trailer. I wonder if that's a tie into the Disneyland thing, because that's called Galaxy's Edge. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell. I didn't see anything in there that suggested that, but the name, but I mean, it's VR. So lots of roller coaster VR stuff too. So true. Um, we had a Hyrule Warriors trailer. We had an Oddworld Soulstorm trailer, which we've seen for many years. It's coming spring 2021. Um, we had the best mobile game award go to Among Us. So that's two awards for Among Us there. That's pretty good. Uh, but as you can tell, just a series of, of announcements or advertisements one after another. So that's this is how it felt. Um, yeah. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise cinematic. Uh, that's uh, they announced that a demo is coming in January and then the game comes in March. And then uh, Troy Baker arrives on the screen and he says, there's a song that's played in The Last of Us Part Two and that many people love on the acoustic guitar. So here's the person who wrote that song, and he's going to play it for us. So Andy Vetter came, and he performed. Eddie Vetter. <laughs> I'm sorry? From Eddie Vetter from Pearl Jam. Eddie. I wrote mm. Andy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, he, he uh, performed a song for the, for the show. Uh, and then, okay, here's a new game announcement. It's called Evil West from Flying a Wild Hog. These are the developers who did Shadow Warrior, so immediately my eyes are on it. Um, it's a... It's a you know, you see like a Wild West cowboy going around uh, basically killing a bunch of... They're called vampires. They didn't really look like vampires. They looked more like freaky aliens. But um, anyway, the, the whole idea is that you're in a top-secret vampire hunting institute. And, uh, you know, it was, it was just a cinematic, but it was intriguing. So we're going to have two games that come out next year. One of them is going to be called Evil West, and one of them is going to be called Weird West. And both of them involve fighting supernatural beings That's in a, good point. a Western environment. And cool. Evil Dead. And, and Evil Dead. <laughs> Further confuse that. There was actually a canceled game, uh, totally unrelated, but there's a canceled game that seemed to have the exact same premise as Evil West, and I wonder if that's what they were inspired by. Mm. I'll have to find that YouTube video talking about that game, and, and I'll post that for folks' comparison. Okay, with seven minutes to go, we're going to get to the end of the show right. here. Um, we've got uh, Evil... Oh, sorry. So Evil West is coming in 2021 on PC and next-gen consoles. Uh, it's going to have both solo and co-op uh, gameplay. Uh, we saw an advertisement for Scarlet Nexus. We've seen this before. It's an anime RPG, JRPG, uh, coming summer 2021. Um, okay, so this is an interesting one. There's a game here called Thunder Tier 1, and I didn't remember it at all because my only note was, what was that? And then so I looked it up later. It's going to be a co-op military strategy game from the uh, PUBG parent company. So there, if that's in, if you, I'm thinking like door kickers or something like that, if, if that's kind of your thing, you can try it out. I think I thought it was door kickers and skipped it. I, I didn't even write that down. <laughs> uh, we uh, EA Play is heading to the Xbox Game Pass on December 15th. It's already there on console. So this is it coming to PC very much. Lot, lots of quality there. If you want a lot of games, Game Pass is your thing. Um, we had a trailer for Among Us, which is getting a new map called the Airship. It was a very cute trailer. Great, uh, great voiceovers and whatnot. That's coming early 2021. Have you played a lot of Among Us, by the way? 
I've played a little bit of Among Us. Yeah, and it did seem like there were some new mechanics. Uh, there's seem they talked about shortcuts for crewmates that seemed kind of cool. Yeah, and there's new tasks. Uh, and it seemed like new death animations. Unless I just haven't seen that one before. Yeah, that's new. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, we had uh, Jack Septicai, very famous content creator, coming to do Content Creator of the Year award. Uh, they gave it to uh, Valkyrie, or Valkyrie. Um, Donald Mustard came from Epic Games to talk about the upcoming Fortnite season, and this actually was pretty good. Um, there is a, a cinematic which introduced the new character coming to Fortnite. It's Master Chief from Halo. That was very exciting, uh, and it's available now. So if you want to go play as Halo uh, or as uh, as Master Chief in Fortnite, then now's your opportunity. And then. They did a red versus blue cinematic, and I was yeah. so surprised when this happened. Um, I don't know why, like, Fortnite was involved in the, in doing a red versus blue thing, but uh, either way, if you don't know, red versus blue comes from Rooster Teeth. It's one of, like, the oldest machinimas that ever exists. Um, short, you know, short video game skits, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's a, it's Halo-themed. So, anyway, they, they're also bringing the, uh, the Halo map into Fortnite Creative. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, I loved that. I absolutely loved it. I grew up with red versus blue, so... Yeah. Um, and then uh, they're also bringing some Walking Dead characters to Fortnite as well. Got a new season commercial for Rocket League, which is doing a, a really big collab with a, a synth artist in Europe who's apparently a big deal. Anna Marie in the Discord was like, this person's a big deal. And I said, I believe you. Um, uh, and then we had an advertisement for the Xbox Game Pass. Once again, not EA Play this time. Uh, instead, a whole bunch of games heading to the Xbox Game Pass. Chief among them, Skyrim because uh, it needs to be on yet another platform, the Series X. Uh, I mean, they bought Bethesda. What, I mean, yeah, we knew coming. it was coming, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's coming December 15th. They're also bringing the rest of the Yakuza series. So uh, Yakuza 3 through 6 is heading to PC for the first time, and they're all uh, happen- coming through Game Pass as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we had a trailer for Just Cause Mobile. I think this is a new announcement. Um, Just Cause is heading to mobile. It's a free-to-play action suitor. It's going to have single and multiplayer in top-down gameplay. It's Just Cause on mobile. It's called Just Cause Mobile. Pretty simple. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah. Quick ads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very very quick ads here. Um, Fallout 76 is getting a new season. Uh, SSB2. I wrote down... SS- What's the acronym SSB2? Super, super Saiyan Blue? I have super, no idea. <laughs> no, Super Smash Bros. 2. That's what it is. Um, oh. No, Super... Why did I t- Super, Super Smash, Smash Bros. Bros. Ultimate? <laughs> Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Season Two. That's what my notes are. Oh, the Fighters Pass. Yes, too. the Fighters Pass. Okay. Like, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> this is what happens when you're like at, at the end of a three-hour show, writing notes the entire time, trying to talk in a Discord, and yes, this is what happens. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, we got uh, a trailer for the single-player console game set in a League of Legends universe. It's called Ruin King. It's coming out in 2021. They, uh, they showed gameplay, but I totally missed it. Did you see it? Yeah, it kind of looked like isometric RPG. I uh, think like Diablo, maybe even Hades, but it had an actual battle screen, uh, and the battles looked a lot like Darkest Dungeon. Uh, so it's kind of a cool mix. I, I thought it looked neat. Uh, Keanu Reeves appeared to say, hey, I'm in Cyberpunk, and Cyberpunk is out now. Very exciting. But then he also came to present the Best Game Direction Award. Uh, the winner went to uh, The Last of Us 2 and Neil Druckmann. Uh, let's talk about this for a second. There was, okay. a, there was a Kotaku headline that went out recently that said, Best Game Direction Awards should not be going to studios who crunch their employees. Agree? Uh, yes. 
I, I do agree. Like, just because of all of the problems that have come out, regardless of what you think about Crunch or regardless of what you think about Naughty Dog, the all the problems that they have had from a PR perspective should have should have uh, disqualified Naughty Dog from this award. Like, nominations, sure. They should not have won Best Game Direction because of all the problems. Yeah, I get. There's a bit of a distinction to be made between like creative direction and operational direction. I think, and sure. and I don't know what the the description for this game is, but even then, like when it comes to video games, it's it's quite rare that you have, you know, one or two people who are like, we make every creative decision. You know, like video games sure. are such a collaborative effort at at a certain point where it's not like movies where you just have one director. You know, so I think because of that inherently, it they should be disqualified. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was super controversial, which doesn't necessarily mean it shouldn't shouldn't get it, but I don't know. There were enough people that had serious issues with that game that I don't know. It's tough. I, I just feel like there was somebody maybe more deserving. Uh, GTA like on. Oh, sorry. Uh, yes, like Hades. 80s. Yeah. Um, GTA Online got a cinematic. We got a trailer for Humankind, which is an upcoming forex uh, uh, strategy from Amplitude as well. April twenty second. Um, the, the, actually, the trailer was pretty good. It was an, it was a it was a real actor trailer, FMV trailer, um, and uh, not what I was expecting. Like they were going through the different ages of human history, and I was like not getting it. And I thought it was Crusader Kings at a certain point, and then it showed <laughs> humankind at the end. I was like, oh, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, Medal of Honor VR game from I I think is it Respawn or Respawn? Yeah, yeah. that was surprising. Yeah, really? I remember they announced it a while ago, but now I'm actually like really want to try it out because if Respawn is behind it, they did so good with Titanfall and Apex Legends. So, uh, yeah, that's a VR game that's available now. Uh, this was supposed to be the last major announcement, so we had Dragon Age before, and then we had a cutscene for Mass Effect. So it started, and I was like, oh, it's Starfield, right? They had the space, they had stuff. I was like, this yeah. is it. Now we're seeing the beginning of the of the next Bethesda game. And instead, it, eventually it zooms in and you get the N7. And uh, it, it was basically nothing. Like, to end the show on this being like, it's Mass Effect, I was like... It's a cinematic. I don't. We we learned literally nothing. Well, I, the woman in it looked a lot like Liara uh, yeah. from the original trilogy, but yeah, it, that left me just thinking like, wait, how is this a sequel to Mass Effect Three? In which case, I I wonder how that's gonna work. But apparently, they're bringing back a lot of the original staff from the first Mass Effect ah. to work on this one. There you go. I, <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to be excited about this. And then uh, the final thing of the show, Nolan North came again and he presented the Game of the Year Award. Uh, Animal Crossing, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and uh, the eventual winner, The Last of Us Part II. Um, you know, I, the only games I've played there are Hades and Animal Crossing. I was secretly hoping that Animal Crossing would win just because of how important it has been to 2020. Um, but otherwise, I, you know, I don't think I don't think that was a surprise. Yeah, I, I do think Animal Crossing is good in spite of many actual game flaws, like yeah. the way it's super tedious to do online multiplayer of any kind or, you know, things like that. So I, I do understand why it didn't, although I agree I love that game and it was super important for the year. Um, and I don't know, I guess Hades was still just too niche, but honestly, I would have gone with Hades. Yeah. Um, well, there know. you go. Uh, that, folks, that's that's the Game Awards. That was the Game Awards this year. It was long. It was uh, three hours long, and by the end, I was very tired. Uh, but 
you know, I, I, I still think, you know, they, they, they did a good job in terms of there, there were still some solid announcements in there that we hadn't heard before, some expansions of, of some things we have seen. And, uh, you know, they did their best. It's a challenging yeah, year. I mean, it was a well-produced show. All things considered, like all the challenges that they had to do, uh, the tech worked out really well. Yeah. Uh, 99% of the uh, acceptance of speeches and stuff went by without any issues. Um, they showed lots of trailers. Like, it went by without a hitch, and that was really impressive. Um, yeah, the awards themselves seemed... Okay. <laughs> For a show called the Game Awards, it, it is continually disappointing every single year. Yeah, but I mean, awards are kind of always that way. Like, yeah. I would I would say check out all the nominations because all the nominations are worth trying and worth playing. Um, what Who won is very wildly subjective. Right. And, you know, they obviously loved The Last of Us Part 2, but that doesn't mean, you know, Hades can't be your game of the year. Like, go go try all the nominations. They're all wonderful. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, well, folks, that's that's our, that's time. So thank you so much for tuning in to TGO Radio. Uh, Kato, where could people find more of you if they so desire? I would go to Twitter at VG underscore of the day. That is where I post most of my uh, my updates. You can also go to Instagram, also at VG underscore of the day. And uh, I am hoping to get back to video game of the day in the next week. So I uh, fingers crossed that that's going to work out and I'll be able to start that in the next couple days. Okay, best of luck to you. Uh, folks, uh, if you need more from me, thegamingobserver.com slash newsletter. We do a newsletter every single day. It's very good. Uh, and join the Discord server. You know, when we did the Game Awards, when it was live, we were all talking about it uh, in, the, in the Discord. We were having fun. So uh, feel free to join us there. Uh, that's going to do it for today. We're back next week with another TGO Radio. We're going to try and bring it back weekly as uh, uh, best we can. Uh, and yeah. until next time, happy gaming, everyone. Happy gaming, everyone.